Hi, you're listening to Taming the Terminal, Part 4 of N, Navigation. This series of discussions is based on a collection of tutorials written by Bart Bouchatz over at bartb.ie slash ttt. This originally aired as part of NoSilicast Episode 420, hosted at podfeet.com. I'm Allison Sheridan, host of the NoSilicast podcast, and the other voice you're about to hear is Bart Bouchatz of bartb.ie. So, Terminal Part 4. So last we left our story, we talked about all of the sort of the theory of the file system, and then we ran out of time. Or, or rather, <laughs> I thought we'd done too much, and we'd overload people's brains. Right. So where we left off was that different operating systems have different ways of... So file systems contain folders, which contain files and folders, and all of those file systems have to get united into a single naming space, which on Windows is done by sticking a drive letter in front. And on OS X or Linux or Unix is done by mapping them all into one massive big file system. So you stick in your thumb drive, it might be on Windows F slash my folder slash my file, whereas on OS X it would be volume, my thumb drive, my folder, my file. So that's where we left it. Now, let's... Okay, so we said... Must be two weeks ago now? Well, two times ago now that when you're in the terminal window, you're in a folder, he said, just like when you're in a finder window. And your command prompt shows you what folder you're in, which by default is your home folder, which is abbreviated simply to tilde. Okay, great. We're there. How do we navigate? Yeah, make sure everybody knows what tilde is. On my keyboard, it's in the upper left, right underneath the escape key, the uh, uppercase to the accent. Whereas on my European, well, my British, Irish slash European, it's next to the left shift. Great. In fact, you need shift because it's the top one. Above right. The yeah. Back tick. Yeah, that's what mine is. Yeah, so it's always above the back tick, just that's at a different place. <laughs> okay, it's a squiggly line. There we go. Yeah, I, I've, yeah, I hear a lot of nerds call it squiggle. <laughs> I like it. Okay, just want to make sure everybody knew what that was. Yes. So tilde means I'm home. Yeah, it, yeah, tilde represents your home directory. Um, and it's so if you're logged in as you, then it means your home directory. If you're logged in as me, it means my home directory. So it's Great. A very handy little shortcut. Okay, so... The first step to navigating is to, at any time, be able to figure out where you are. So we say that the terminal is in a folder, but the actual technical term for that is that the terminal has a present working directory or a current working directory. But I suggest you put it into your head as a present working directory because the command to show you where you are is PWD, present working directory. That turns out to be really handy if you get lost easily like me. Oh, yeah, and it's also handy if you... It's handy for a lot of things. Yeah, no, the PWD is a good one. So if you just open a terminal now, so you've got your applications, you've got your utilities, double-click on the terminal icon, you don't do anything but open it, and then you type PWD, enter, it will say slash users slash whatever your home directory is because you're in your home directory. So slash user slash Bart for me, probably slash user slash Allison for you. Although given that you use your home drive on a different folder, it probably says something else. What does it say for you? Uh, slash volume slash fatso slash Allison. Yeah, okay. So because you have your home directory moved off to a different drive. Right. But right. it is nonetheless your home directory. Yep. So that's the first command. The second thing you might want to do, okay, so I know where I am. The next thing you might want to do is look around and see what, what is here with me. I am in this folder. What is there around me? And the command to do that is the ls command, which stands for list. So you should remember it. Now, I think so, we did talk about that one before, didn't we? I think early we, on you let us type one command. Yeah, we briefly mentioned it to have a look around, but we're going to go into a little bit more detail on it here because it's one of those commands that takes... I mean, it works if you use it without flags, but it's actually more useful with flags. 
So last time we just said use ls, uh, but this time we have a little more detail to talk about. So if you just type ls now, you'll see stuff like documents and downloads and desktop and whatever else makes them, you know an OS ten or a Linux home folder, an OS ten or a Linux home folder. Um, and the default view is what you told me was annoying, and which I entirely agree is annoying. The <laughs> default view just shows you in columns. And that's the first thing that's annoying about it, is that it's in columns. But there's actually something else bloody annoying about it, is that it doesn't show you what kind of thing you're looking at. Right. There's no way to tell in that list, is applications a file, a folder? What is it? And it would be nice if you could do that, and you can. So the first thing you might want to do is to make it not be in bloody columns. And there's two ways around that. Um, if you're actually interested in seeing sort of the the details of a file, then the best thing to do is the minus L flag, which stands for a long form. And that will show you the file permissions, which we're not going to talk about this week. It'll show you some numbers. It'll show you who owns it. It'll show you the date it was last used. And it'll show you the name. And if it's a directory, it'll start with a D. And if it isn't, it won't. And yeah, it'll show you them online, but there's a lot of glop in there that you probably don't care about. So a much easier one is ls minus one, something for one column. Ooh, I've so never done that one. Them. Yeah. So ls minus one. Now that still want... didn't give us any information about it, though. No, just says one column, not as annoying to try to read up and down alphabetically sideways like that. Exactly. So that's useful. Now, if you do insist on using minus L, you can make it more friendly by using also the H command, which stands for human readable file sizes. So if you do ls minus H, then files will be in B for bytes, K for kilobytes, um, M for megabytes, G for gigabytes. Wait a minute. I'm not getting any gigabytes or anything. I'm just getting yeah. the list. Yeah, because almost everything in there is a directory, isn't it? No, I'm not getting. I'm just getting a list. Nothing but the, f- the name of the... minus L? I did... You just told me to do minus H. Okay, minus H will only help you if it's actually displaying details. So minus LH, the two of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't say that. Minus LH. And you're probably... Yeah, you're there probably we go. not going to see very much in your home directory because they're almost all folders. Okay, now that I know what I'm looking... Well, no, I'm, I'm actually down inside some other folder, but um, oh, I'm on my desktop right now. But what did the H give us now that I've got it working? The H gives you human-readable. So if you run it again, if you just take the H off and run the same thing again and compare the two outputs, you'll see that the one, two, three, four, the fifth column is the size of the file. Or, sorry, the size of the... Yeah, the size of the file. And if you run it with oh. it's always in bytes. So if you oh, have I like a it. in there... It's just going to be this massive big glop of bytes, like, you know, five million bytes or whatever, which is useless because you're sitting there counting one, two, three, kilo, one, two, three, mega, one, two, three. Giga. <laughs> I like it. So if you do minus H, you get human readable and then you get B for bytes, K for kilobytes, M for megabytes and G for gigabytes. And that makes things a lot more pleasant. So that's a good one to know. Excellent. Um, now none of, okay, so these things solve the multi-column thing, but they don't solve the fact that we don't know what's what. Right, And there's two different ways we can deal with what's what. Uh, the first way is simply to attach the minus F in capital. So minus capital F flag. And what that will do is it will put a forward slash at the end of every folder name. So, so am, I, am I just putting just minus F or am I putting all that other stuff there too? Uh, well, you could if you like, but just minus F will do fine or minus one F if you want it in one row. Okay. And then you'll see that every folder ends with a forward slash character. 
Oh, that's nice. That's kind of nice. Visually very straightforward. Um, now, if you remember right back, I said you probably don't want to have a terminal window with a background color other than either black or white because it will make colors look ick. Well, the other way you can have it to show you what's what is the minus capital G flag, which will show you using colors what's what. So blue means a folder. Oh, I like that. So what does the capital G stand for? No idea. Good. Um, anything on anything that's not Unix, it's minus minus color. So if you're on Linux now, you wouldn't be typing this minus capital G. You just type uh, sorry, cause it's minus color. I think or is it minus minus? I think WordPress has stuck my two minuses into one. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're on Linux, so if you're on Ubuntu or something, minus capital G won't do anything, but minus minus color will, which is infinitely more sensible. But what do I know? So the other important flag so whichever one of these you prefer just use it and in a few shows time i'll teach you a little trick for basically setting a default so that you don't have to remember to stick the flags in the ls will just behave the way you want without you doing anything which is oh okay we'll leave that for another time that's a little teaser there keep you listening (laughs) so the next important one that we need to talk about which is going to lead us into our one more piece of theory for today which is the minus a flag which stands for show all and by default, ls does not show hidden files. But if you say ls space minus a, or minus a1, if you want it on a one column or whatever, it will show all files. And what you will notice is that, especially if you're in your home folder, suddenly you can see a lot more glop. Uh, yeah, depending, yeah. Depending on how much geekery you've done, this will, you'll see more or less glop. <laughs> but in... In terminal land, so in bash land, a hidden file is defined as a file or folder whose name starts with the character dot. So that's so handy wanna... for finding my dot HD access files I was playing with the other day. It is, because the terminal, the terminal has, a, has an even broader definition of what's hidden. So as far as the terminal is concerned, anything starting in a dot is hidden, as is anything that has a HFS flag of hidden set. And we, we won't talk about that today, but HFS does extra stuff that normal file systems don't. It allows you to add properties to files, and one of those properties is be hidden. And so the finder obeys the be hidden, and it obeys the Linux slash Unix standard of if it starts with a dot, I, I won't show it. So you'll notice if you do an ls without the minus a, your library folder, which is hidden in the terminal, is not, or sorry, which is hidden in the finder, is not hidden in the terminal because it doesn't start with a dot. That makes sense. So the terminal shows you everything that isn't Unix hidden. So anything that doesn't that starts with something that's not a dot is visible. Okay. So the minus A is important because, well, look at the minus A output and then leave it on your screen because we're going to refer back to it in a minute. Okay. Uh, actually, just this is going off script here, but it's interesting. <laughs> oh, off script. Uh, we're open road now. <laughs> so all those little dot files that you're seeing there, and depending on what you've done, there'll be more or less of them. So we're used to in OS X that all of our settings for our apps go into the folder tilde slash library. Right. Yeah, right. because that's the OS X way, and that's how OS X apps behave. There's probably a plist file in there somewhere for every app you use, and that's where right. the settings go. Which means, of course, that if you move to another computer, if you bring your library folder with you, your settings come with you, which is great. Hmm. Okay. In Linux slash Unix world, the settings are saved in your home folder in hidden folders. So if oh. you use SSH, there's going to be a .SSH folder that contains all of your SSH settings. Hmm. 
If you use Subversion, there's going to be a .subversion folder. If you use something called ProtoCritic, which I use, it'll be a .ProtoCritic file. Um, .profile probably exists for anyone who's opened the terminal so far. Um, I used Wine to run some Windows apps on my Mac, so I have a .wine folder with Wine stuff. I use Subversion for version control, so I have a .subversion thing. So in the Linux or Unix world, if you take your home directory with you, all of your settings come with you because they're in these dot .files. Good. And it's, if, you're, if you're moving from one Mac to another, you need to be careful that whatever tool you're using to copy your home directory doesn't ignore those dot .files or all of your nerdy stuff will get, get left behind and only your Mac stuff will come with you. So if you drag and drop from the finder, these dot .files will stay behind and all of your SSH settings will just vanish into the ether. Oh. So something to be careful of if you get more nerdy, that when you're copying your home directory, copy the directory. Don't go into the directory and do a select all in the finder, because select all will not select any of these dot .files that all get left behind. Okay. Anyway, so for now, keep that in your terminal, and we'll refer back to it in a moment, because we need to dive into one last little piece of theory on the file system. So, so far, we have said that every file in the file system has a unique full, a unique path to it. Right. And those paths are one of two types of paths. Um, you'll hear them referred to intermittently as an absolute path or a full path. And they're the long way of saying where something is. So if you imagine it like in the phone system, that's like starting with a plus, then having the country code, then having the area code, then having the phone number. That is the, the full route to your phone number, yeah. as if you're coming from space. <laughs> but a lot of the time, you don't really need to be that specific. If you're phoning your neighbor in the house next door, you don't start plus and then the country code and then the area code and then the number. You just tell the local number and you get connected. Right. So in our analogy, that is the second type of path, which is a... By relative. the way, that doesn't happen in L.A. because we have so many people, so many area codes, we have to dial all 10 digits every single time. Oh, you plus the one. Yeah, I know. It's a real pain in the butt. <laughs> That does not sound like, okay, well, in Ireland, we, we, we're a smaller country. We tend to get away with a little bit less. We got used to it, but. Ugh. Well, I guess with mobile phones, you don't really care what number you dial, do you? No. Yeah. So that's the concept of a relative path. So relative path describes, how do I get from where I am? So this is where the whole current working or present working directory thing becomes very important, because that is where you start on any relative file path. So you just simply describe the steps to get from here to where you want to go. So any file path that starts with the character forward slash is an absolute path. Okay, right. Any file path that doesn't start with a forward slash is interpreted by the shell as a relative path. Okay. So you're in your home folder now. Or, well... Uh, sure. I'll be in, I'm in my home people folder now. People are in their home folder now. Cause I I'm behaving. I'll, I'll go where I'm supposed to go. <laughs> so if you now type the command cd space documents with a capital D and hit enter, you will move into your documents folder. And so that is a relative path because it doesn't start with a forward slash. You're saying, I am now in my home folder. In that home folder, move into a fo folder called documents. Okay. So moving deeper into the file system is easy. You just name the folder you want to go to. And in fact, if you just type, um, type CD without any arguments to bring you back to your home directory. And so we can also go to longer paths. So you can say CD space. Wait, CD uh, just takes us straight back to tilde. Tilde. Does, I thought yeah. we had to do CD, CD space CD slash or something. Yeah, no, CD without any arguments is help, bring me home, I'm lost. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's technically further in my show notes, but I think it's a good thing to throw in here. Yeah. It's very handy. 
Uh-huh. So we can also go further with relative paths. So the relative path, say, into your iTunes folder will be CD, is it, it's music slash iTunes. It's capital M on music, lowercase i on iTunes, capital T on iTunes. And so now we've said a relative path, go into the music folder, then go into the iTunes folder. So we've given two folders in a relative path. But again, it's relative because it didn't start with forward slash. So going down is easy. What if you want to go the other way? What if you want to go up the tree? Okay. Well, if you look back, scroll up on your terminal to when we did the ls minus al or ls minus one l, whatever, whatever one you did to show all files. The top two files, no matter what folder you're in, are always the same. They're always hidden too. They're dot and dot dot. So what does that mean? Okay, so there are two special files that exist in every single folder. Well, one of them exists. Yeah, okay. Dot exists everywhere. Dot is a reference to the, fo- the folder you're in at the moment. Oh, okay. It sounds weird and it sounds like you'd never need it, but it is actually useful, but you won't figure that out for a few more episodes. <laughs> okay, we'll put so that dot one aside. Is just the current folder. Okay. Okay. It sounds silly, but it's not silly. Dot dot is the folder of both me. So there's only, there is one folder in your system that doesn't have a dot dot, and that's slash, because you can't go above the root. So if you type cd space forward slash, and then do your ls minus al, it's the only folder that does not have a dot dot in it. It just has a dot. And it does have a dot dot on my machine, but it can't do, because it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> ah, okay, it links back to itself if you do it there. So if you're in slash and you do a cd dot dot, you go back to slash. <laughs> right, right. There's a little circle you've just made. Um... So you can use dot dot. So if you just type cd on its own to go back to your home directory, every Mac, so you have slash users and then your home directory. And then there's also a directory called shared in the users folder, which is a place where everyone has permissions to read and write. And so it's a place to easily share files with other people who use the same Mac as you. So if you're in your home directory and Alison, you can't play along because your home directory is somewhere funny. <laughs> okay. Like, but the rest of our listeners, if you're in your home directory, so just type cd enter to make sure you're there. You say cd dot dot forward slash shared with a capital S. You have gone back one level and then forward into shared. Say that one more time. Okay, so dot dot. So your home directory, if you're not Allison, is (laughs) slash users slash your username. Mm -hmm. So you're saying change directory to something that doesn't start with a forward slash. Therefore, I am being relative. Dot dot. It says go up one level. So from slash user slash Bart, up one level is slash users. And then we're saying go forward into shared. So dot Oh, dot. that's just hurting my head, Bart. The relative path. <laughs> but wait, wait, so tree, I'm saying go, go up, but then wait. Yeah, go up and then when you're, when you're there, go the other way. So if you imagine you're on a branch, you go back one level to the last junction and then you go in a different direction. I'm never going to do that. That just hurts my head. <laughs> and I'm looking at it in writing and I'm going, what? Very useful though. So that means that if you know it with PWD, if you're not Allison, you're going to see you're now in slash users slash shared. So we're just going to back it up. And you can string these together in any order you like. So any amount of dot dots. So if I want to get the whole way back to the root directory for my home directory, so if I just do CD, I can go CD dot dot slash dot dot. Which means go back to, and now I'm in slash. Okay. Okay. Uh, it sounds a bit weird, but relative paths are important. Now, it is fair to say that most of the time you go forward, not backward, but those dot dots are very important. I, I have used the dot dot a lot to just go, just get me up. I just want to go up a level. 
And yeah, if you want to go up one, CD space dot dot. I think I sort of like, it's like when you're playing in Excel and you're just learning how to use it, you do one command at a time. You don't try embedding, you know, double if <laughs> statements and stuff. This is a double if statement for me. So I'm, I'm happy over here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. So we've already talked about the tilde. So you could at any point, tilde is a relative path, by the way. So you can type CD space tilde forward slash music with a capital M, iTunes with a lowercase i capital T, and then you go into your iTunes folder. No matter where in the file system you are, if you type CD tilde forward slash music forward slash iTunes, you're now in your iTunes folder. But tilde actually is a little bit more powerful because let's say that Alison and Steve have a Mac and that Alison and Steve both have accounts on that Mac. Tilde on its own will mean my home folder. But tilde Allison will mean Allison's home folder, and tilde Steve will mean Steve's home folder. Right. So you could, it's equivalent for you to type CD space tilde Allison slash music slash iTunes. Which Wait, is, if I said tilde, I wouldn't have to say Allison. You wouldn't have to, but you could. Okay. Okay. But also, if Steve had an account, you could type tilde Steve and go to Steve's home directory. Ah. And that can actually become quite useful. Uh, because sometimes yeah. you do want to go into other people's. So tilde Steve is Steve. Huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Why wouldn't I just say Steve? Why do I need to say the tilde? Well, because I mean, depending on how your Mac is set up, like you set up an account in your Mac that ha- that is not on Fatso, that is actually on Speedy, because if anything goes wrong, you need to be able to log in, right? Right. So if you if you're not sure whether Steve's account is on Fatso or Speedy, you don't ha- you would have to know the full path. If you didn't oh, use gotcha, Steve gotcha. Thing. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. It's a handy one to know. Now, the CD command has one other piece of magic. So we already found out that if you do CD without any arguments, it takes you home, which is great. Get out of jail free card. Uh, There's also one more bit of magic it does. If you type CD and then a minus, it'll take you to where you were before you last typed CD. So it just means not go back as in upper level, but literally take me to where I was last. Okay. And I, maybe I'm just dumb, but I, I sometimes do the thing where, you know, I'm following something, I'm in the application, I'm in library slash application support slash some app, and I accidentally hit CD without any arguments. And I'm like, oh no, where was I? <laughs> I'm now back where I was. Oh, I like it. I like it. So it's kind of a way of, oh, sugar, I didn't mean to do that. CD space minus. It only works <laughs> once, so you can't keep going back and back and back and back and back. It has a but it's sort of like an undo, a single exactly. undo. It's a CD equivalent of undo, yeah. So I think it's a good one to know. I like it. I like it, though. So this is sort of like uh, terminal commands for the poor memory folks. <laughs> yeah, but in fairness, we all do it. <laughs> sure. I certainly continually do city things. All right, right. So to recap for today, really, the concept of relative versus absolute paths is very important to get into your head. So if it starts with a forward slash, then you start at the root and you work up from there. If it doesn't start with a forward slash, you're going from your present working directory either forwards or backwards. If it's dot, dot, you go back. Anything else, you go forward into that folder of that name. Um, the PWD command for present working directory to say, help, where am I? The LS command to look around where you are, so list everything. Mm-hmm. And the CD command to move about. So CD with arguments to get home, CD minus to go back one, and then CD, and then a file path, be it absolute or relative, to go there. 
This this is good, Bart. You know, I I did know some of this this time, so it's but I kind of like this because I'm just getting little incremental ads to the uh, to the thing, like the uh, the dash capital G. I really really like that. That was probably the funnest yes. thing so far. Just go. Oh, I don't want to read. Just hit me in the <laughs> face with it. Show me in blue. You know. So just finally, then for any Windows users out there, if you have a DOS prompt, you you can listen along. You're going to run out of cool stuff to do not far into this series, but for now you can continue on. Okay. Uh, and there are DOS equivalents for what we've talked about today. So for those for for Linux slash Unix users, it's PWD to show you where you are. Uh, on Windows, it's just CD with no arguments because in DOS world, there's no such thing as a home folder, so it doesn't make sense for CD without any arguments to bring you to a folder that doesn't exist. So CD with no arguments in Windows is show me where I am. And then instead of using ls to list a directory, use the command dir to give you a directory listing, which is why it's called dir. And cd is cd, but it doesn't have cool stuff. It doesn't have like cd minus and cd tilde and all those kind of things. It's just plain old cd, give me a path. Okay. Uh, so it, that is actually where I first learned how to use cd was on Windows and then found it on the Mac. It was like, ooh, yay. And DR, DR kind of, that works. That's fun. Yeah, because it's directory listing. So yeah. in Linux land, they choose to call it after the list bit. And in Windows land, they use to call it after the directory bit. But both of them show a directory listing. Well, very cool. I feel like we're, we're starting to flex the muscles a little bit. You know, we're, we're actually sitting on the pony inside the barn now. Actually, we let the pony look outside the barn. <laughs> well, next week, you have no choice but to dive into the, or next time, rather. We have no choice but to, to propel our beanies on for next time. So, you know, prepare, warm up. Because next time we have no choice but to deal with the reality that in Unix, files have permissions. Oh, we're really going to have some fun now. We are, and that glop at the start of your ls-l, that glop isn't a glop. That's actually a very, very, very meaningful piece of information. Okay. And next time, the entire next episode is going to be only about showing us what that information means. Okay, good, good. I I would like to understand that better. I have a vague understanding, but I get scared a lot. So that'd be great. Good stuff. Well, until then, happy computing. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Taming the Terminal. Remember that all of the information you've been hearing is available as text tutorials at bartb.ie slash ttt. If you'd like to contact us, you can write to allison at podfeet.com or podcasting at bartificer.net.